Hello, I am Chuck Landington welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. So much talk of the Nirvana Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance. It seems like Noah is the only woman not to sing with them. She's holding out till she gets that sweet Falconer lead vocals invite. Keep waiting, you silly, silly broad. Here's the show. I'm Noah, not, are you going to do guest vocals with... with I don't uh, think so. I'm not really much of a singer. <laughs> if they want me to play, like, guitar, maybe. Ooh, Falconer? Yeah, but I think they already have, like, 17 guitar players. <laughs> are you on... This is when you did a demo with them, right? Didn't work out. Um, they... You know, we're, we just come from two different places terms of style there wasn't any friction right i don't want there to be a falconer disc record that samples your uh, voice <laughs> at any point no i don't think we'll so. get I'll be to doing that. that uh welcome <laughs> to the metal injection live cast uh rob here along with 3d Hi. and noah and uh no, sid, is, sid sid is not here he's Rest in, Texas. in peace <laughs> he's Doxus. not dead Doxus. uh being well, in texas you might as well be dead though Maybe. But we have his mic out in his honor facing down. It's, ha- it's half-masked. Yeah, it's half-masked. <laughs> uh, also, we have Phil Bosman from Whitechapel. He's going to be calling in in a few minutes. Is it Bosman or Bozeman? We could ask him. <laughs> it's not uh, etiquette. No, it's Bosman, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure. Right. So uh, it's definitely Bozeman, then. Yeah, it's Bozeman. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to... I want to talk about that Nirvana uh, reunion really quickly. Yeah. We don't have to. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was this past Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, the surviving members of Nirvana, uh, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic and Pat Schmier, mm-hmm. Pep Smear. Pep Smear. Pat Smear. <laughs> uh, they performed and they had a bunch of uh, 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 women come out to sing the vocals because obviously Kurt Cobain not available currently. Right. He's been a bit dead for 20 years. Just a bit dead. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I why thought, first of all, women? I thought it was really cool that it was all women uh, just because it's like, why not? <laughs> why not? And also because he did have a bit of a uh, like a higher pitched he had a, voice. He had a high register. Yeah, high register. Thank so you. So it, it so worked. Getty Lee has a high pitched voice. Right. No, I understand. They just as easily could have gotten men. But I think it was like a very cool thing. To get so women, sexist, Rob. I am the com- that is the complete opposite of sexist. It would be sexist if I said it was awful <laughs> that women. They call me the working man. Uh, so, but okay. So after that, they had a private event at Saint Vitus Bar, which mm-hmm. is no exaggeration, less than a fifteen-minute ride away from where I live. Right. And I wasn't there. I wake up the next morning. Scrolling through my Instagram, and all of a sudden I see like the Saint Vitus backdrop, and I see Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and I put it together. <gasps> they played an after show oh at, a, at a small bar, yeah. and I wasn't there. And my level of uh, fear of missing out—it's this, you know, new hip buzzword. What is it? Oh, fear FOMO? of missing out. FOMO. Okay. Fear of missing out. Never heard that one. Uh, it, it's just like how uh, social media makes everything like seems so great and you feel bad for not being there because everyone's like posting photos and right. stuff. Sure. 
Uh, so I was just like, oh, this would have been so cool. I would have. Oh, why couldn't anybody tell me? Because uh, I felt so. Were, I felt so entitled to this private party <laughs> that I wasn't invited to. Yeah, like, you would have gotten in. You would have just been standing around there. Got, but I knew people that went. They could have got me. I'm the prat. Like I had all these entitlement issues. And again, fully aware that it's like I don't deserve. I don't. I haven't earned the right to be it. Like I don't know Dave Grohl personally. It was a party for all. Like their inner circle of people celebrating, you know, like Nirvana, whatever, 20 years ago. Uh, but I wanted to be there so bad. And just like that feeling, I couldn't get over it uh, for, for the entire, like for the entire morning. I looked up every photo I could possibly find, every shitty 15 second Instagram video <laughs> of the night just to like, and I kept trying to, uh, just by the the timestamps, I tried to put together what time this was happening wow. and like oh and like overboard, ha- man. No, seriously, like this was my entire like the first hour I was awake. <laughs> I was just like that's, that's looking as much at, work as you've ever done on the internet. Uh, I was like looking at hashtag, like following the hashtag, <laughs> looking at the geotag of Saint Vitus, looking at all the photos. I was like, all right, well, this had to have been announced around like one thirty a.m. By which point, by the way, I was. Way asleep. Did you uh, put all the pictures in the chronolo- chronological order and make a GIF? Uh, <laughs> yeah. so you can watch the I, I did like one of those like like detective like fifty photos on the wall with lines drawn, <laughs> <laughs> just like a giant with like, thumbtacks and a string. Piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, oh, I don't but then I was like, oh, this started at like two, and then it ended at like three or three thirty. I wouldn't have even been up. I right. would have been like. I, I mean, as as excited as I, I would have been to hear those songs in a live setting again. And like, of course, it's not the same. Kurt Cobain isn't there. Right. And he was the main part of the band. But still, I There's feel no like. There's no but to that. That's just the uh, end But here's the thing, though. Thing. Just to hear those songs in a live setting. You just setting, wanted to meet Dave Grohl. Well, that too. But not. that's not like what I was like you know, bummed about. Uh. Like I do want, like it would be awesome to meet Dave Grohl. I've never met him. What would you say to him? Like, Hey, you're, you're awesome. Like everyone else says to him constantly. I wouldn't even know what to say. I wouldn't even, yeah, like I wouldn't even approach him. So maybe I, it's better that you didn't go because you would have made a NASA. Sure, sure. Oh, uh, no, no, no. If All you were there, you would have been complaining it was too long. and wanted I'm to just yeah. explaining Your to you. Your knees would have been what, I, what I'm saying is like this is what my feelings were like from the moment I woke up and found out about this like two hours later to when I had to like calm myself down and be <laughs> like, it was at three in the morning. Like after a few songs, you would have hated it and started like looking at your phone and wanting to go home. Like it just it was it's fine. Your life can go on without seeing this. By the way, you have uh, FOMO. I have Fofi. What's that? The fear of future islands. <laughs> you get very very hyper and uh, and and tense when you start playing. That. Rob almost went to Coachella just to see future you islands. Be no way. I considered it. Uh, no, no I, there was nothing. <laughs> that's complete fabrication. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're playing in New York, and I would have went, but the show is sold out, and now like all the StubHub. Tickets are like 60, 70 bucks. And I don't, oh, I mean, the show, the same show you were talking about with uh, Bob. From yeah. And I was like, well, I would have went if it was like $25, but I'm not paying. Don't you know anyone? $70. Why don't you cover the show for metal? And I was thinking about doing an interview with the, the singer, uh, my buddy Samuel. Uh, Is that his name? <laughs> That's his name. We're friends on Facebook. Uh, some of the people in the chat are speculating, since Sid's not here, would he say he hates Nirvana? No, Sid loved Sid Nirvana. Sid loves Nirvana. Would but not- he was, like, when I talked to him about it during the week, he also was just like, oh, well, Kirk Cobain wasn't there, so what's right. what's really the, bi- what's the big deal? Right. Uh, and But again, that whole, like, it's not Nirvana thing, I think it 
it's not exactly Nirvana, but it was celebrating the music of Nirvana. And like, yeah. So I understand both sides. Yeah. No, no, I understand that like it's not really Nirvana, sure. But if you were a big fan of theirs, you'd want to see those. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, when was the last time you've heard, uh, you know, like they played like really deep cuts. I feel like what I really liked about the set list Mm. is they started with Smells Like Teen Spirit, got it out of the way, because obviously that's their big hit. And then they played like Aneurysm. Pennyworld, like all of these songs that I'm like, I've never even thought about hearing these songs. I really like that song, Penny Royal. Yeah. So, like, they had a really, really, I think seeing the set list was like when I was like, oh, it would have been so cool to see this live and just sing along and like get lost in it. But do you have any uh, any um, sound from that? Yeah, I I could. MTV Unplugged or something (laughs) and sing along to that in your bedroom and get lost. I did uh, end up listening to Nirvana that day just like to. Cope a little bit with the uh, <laughs> the lack of attending it, and I was like, "Oh, Rob, like, come on, you people, we're friends. Why couldn't you have told me about this?" Is a uh, lithium with Saint Vincent? She's a pop artist. Oh no, this is a heart shaped box. <laughs> oh, that's a real deep cut. They Damn. usually don't play that. Or did she just go see a cover band or something? That's what this is. Well, because the cover band doesn't feature original members of Nirvana. Yeah, but they're not doing anything that innovative. It's like anyone could play those those riffs. Wait, school? It's a deep cut! Yeah, really deep. Also, everyone... The other thing that bothered me about it is, like, everyone that went had the shittiest cell phone. Like, all the footage... (laughs) From this thing is 10. This is 240p. What about Frank? Frank wasn't there with his no, camera. No, Frank didn't know about it. You didn't get to see it was your a free pre- footage that, you, that uh, people recorded for you. Yeah. And Joan Jett, called. though, I think was amazing. What did uh, she sing? She sang Smells Like Teen Spirit. Hold uh, on. Maybe yeah, let's I'll... hear that. Eh. I saw her once uh, boarding a flight, and she was not very nice to the What'd she do? Oh, dirt. Let's hear this. She was just like... Um, I don't know. She was just rude. Did you had you approach her? No, I, I didn't want to approach her, but like she she just seemed like she was um, very annoyed with the whole experience. Well, when was this a while well, maybe ago? Maybe it was or? just maybe you caught her on like a bad like she had like yeah. a bad series of. Uh, it like seemed maybe like her. like she was traveling for a long time because she had her so, like aviator sunglasses on. Was this recent? Uh, when was it? Uh like a year ago how's uh, she looking she holding up and she looks she look, i think she like she just the, from photos she, from the show she, yeah, like, keep like her the own. same haircut from like the 80s yeah she i looks think she looks same. good she's, for an old woman i mean like look she's yeah. old at this yeah. she's definitely like, uh, she like 60 at least probably like in her 50s no actually she's uh 56 50, i think she looks great for 56 let's see but she had to have had work done also i'll be the definitive uh, voice on this issue here, I'll show you a... Uh, um, she doesn't... She definitely doesn't look 56. I'll say that. Yeah. Attractive? No. I mean, oh, she's yeah, definitely not your type. Yeah. No, definitely not. But I, I enjoy her music. I'll say that. Well, let's hear her with uh, yeah. Yeah, Nirvana. Here. I was expecting to see, like, deep cracks and deep cuts in her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm queuing it up right now. I got a photo. here. Here's, like, a photo of her from the show. This is, like, a... 
a selfie that my friend took. She doesn't look bad from mid fifties. Yeah, you know, but I'm, you know, whatever. She looks better than the uh, uh, late fifty year old women, uh, you know, in the neighborhood. Oh my god! Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. The Russians in Brighton Beach. I don't hear much crowd noise. Well, this is this person is directly at the very top of the stage. Again, it's like nobody. All right, time out. But the, the video, I can't see. But the sound. What about her the, singing? Is horrible. Isn't there always like a live stream from Saint Vitus? Isn't there a stream? I that think they that offer? since it was a private party, it wasn't like they probably didn't allow any professional cameras in there. You know, I did read an article that there was another show before the Secret Show. Yeah, but that was in, that was in like uh, they were saying that they were getting thrown out and whatever. But yeah, uh, one of the people from the venue responded saying like. That's total bullshit. We paid them twice what we uh, initially offered them. We were trying to be really nice to them, but they were like not leaving and they stole drinks. So it was like totally not true. Uh, Here is uh, Nirvana. Like this is the song that like really got me was when uh, they got Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth to do aneurysm. I thought was really cool. This is from the Hall of Fame. Should like Sonic Youth? Yeah. I can't stand Sonic Youth. I know, yeah, I never really got into them either. All right, yeah! Oh, oh this is. It's Joan Jett again. Hey. Hey, hey. I like the first video better where you couldn't really hear her. Hey, hey is mess. Little bird guns! I got to Ugh. I'm still on Joan Jett. <laughs> Should I go back a little? Well, you can hear play this first. She sings. Did I drink Penny Royalty? That's Daniel. I know. I was. I was just saying that she should sing that song. This is pretty heavy. I, I never like thought about how. Sure. Still a lot of music. Ugh. What? It does kind of sound like a cover band, but his vocals are pretty silly on the original. Yes. That's why you shouldn't try to sing his songs. Yeah, he had a very uh, good voice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like very, yeah, definitely. And very uh, unique. Like, you can't really replicate it. So but let's I go try. back to. Uh, well, I think they they sort of made it their own. Oh no! Oh. Oh. Well, this is she, pro- she probably has a lower register than Cobain. She surely does. Oh! God. Should have gotten Tony Braxton. Yeah! I don't think it's that bad. I don't think Come it's that bad. on, really? I think it's absolutely acceptable. It's a, it's a, it's evoking the spirit. It's not supposed I mean, to be if accurate. It was, if it was no. anyone but Joe and Jet, would you would you still say the same thing? Listen to this. Oh, oh. come on! 
That's terrible. I think uh, what she made me realize is how dumb these lyrics are. Just they are. Because she, she's enunciating, whereas he kind of slurs it in I the song. I, I don't think their lyrics really matter to this. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think some of them. Are, some I think them. this particular song, he was not, like, he just didn't think at all. Like, uh, just, like, what rhymes. Can I just say that? Yes, you can. I never like Nirvana, and I still don't like Nirvana. You could say that. Sure. Go ahead. I don't like Nirvana. You can't even carry a fucking note. <laughs> <laughs> Campion exactly. just said that they should have got Douglas Levison to sing. I remember even in college how much you, you rallied against Nirvana. when I well, like I, mean, that. I didn't rally against you them. You hated that. I didn't see what the big deal was. Yeah. yeah. They weren't, like, it, to me, it wasn't really that revolutionary or stupid. Well, I think they just took that kind of music and fused it with you know made it poppy and made it like more mainstream so that a lot of other better types of bands were getting on the radio because of them after that okay fair enough so they were sort of pioneering in that way because you would never hear like a fucking you know alice in chains song on the radio all right well then if it took nirvana to get alice in chains on the radio Mm -hmm. okay nirvana are okay in my book but anything else i'd like the music and all that. And just as Rob pointed out a few minutes ago, the lyrics are stupid. And For that, so I think some of their songs have great, like very meaningful lyrics. And Nirvana, 20 years in advance, is now responsible for Joan Jett assaulting my eardrums. Yeah. <laughs> making me miserable. <laughs> I have fajj. I have fear of Joan Jett. <laughs> Faj. Fear of hearing Joan Jett. Faj. Alabino! <laughs> <laughs> But also like what what when has she ever sang in tune? Like her thing it's just all come on, it's all about the attitude. It's the punk rock uh, pl- punk rock Come rock. on, play a Joan Jett song. She sings in tune. Yeah. All right. She's like a fucking pop punk artist. You know, come on. I love rock and roll. That's in tune. It's just she probably can't sing live for shit. Here's Lord with the band doing all apologies. That's a really good song. I never think no one ever says, "Hey, here's a Nirvana song, so and so," and I go, "Wow, that song sucks." Like they don't have any bad songs. Really? Okay, so they honored Nirvana by butchering their music. Oh, this is so fucking horrible! Did someone stick a knife in her throat? What also is this a yeah. cell phone, man? I mean, maybe it'll be. Come on, yeah. Rob. The cell phone's not changing her, t- her her tone. It might muffle it or something, yeah. but she's off key. That's not coming. You're exaggerating. Wow, imagine Slomo singing Nirvana. Slomo's better than her. All apologies. Of course. Uh, Another band that got one more quick thing about the Hall of Fame that we can move on. Oh, this is fun. I'm enjoying being assaulted by fucking Joan Jett and her horrible vocal cords. And Lordy. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, one, uh, the uh, Kiss also got 
uh, thrown into the Hall of Fame, and they couldn't have been cares? bigger bitches about it. Who fucking cares? Who about did? I'm Kiss? sorry. It was Kiss. Oh, Kiss. Kiss. But like uh, they were not uh, eligible. I think of like 20 years ago or something like that, uh-huh. and they finally got nominated. And Paul Stanley. Could not be a bigger dick about it. Well, like, listen, yeah. look who we're talking about. For, like, I mean, you know, you think Gene Simmons is the dick of the group. They're I don't all know. fucking dicks. No. Yeah. I don't think uh, Ace Freely or uh, Peter, I think they're all right. Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris. My good friend, Peter Chris. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, like, throughout the whole, like, any chance, you know, first of all, only the original four were going to get inducted. And they wanted them to perform. Not Douglas Levison. <laughs> Douglas he walked them on stage once. He was though. the usher at the Rock and Roll Hall. Of Fame. <laughs> I walked Kiss up to the Hall of Fame. Who are you? <laughs> uh, and so, like, at what? Like every chance. So yeah, they wanted them all to perform. The uh, people that are still in Kiss did not want Ace and Peter to perform because they knew that if that happened, fans would want the reunion on tour. Mm-hmm. They don't want to bring them back. They want their like two session guys. <laughs> yes, that they pay a hundred dollars right. a week. They're very cheap. It's important to me. <laughs> uh, so, so they didn't do that. So then they didn't perform, and uh, they just had their speech. And beforehand, Peter, uh, uh, what's his name, Paul Stanley, kept doing all these interviews, bashing them. And one of the worst, like the most <laughs> offensive things he said, is he called. Peter, Chris, and uh, Ace Freely anti-Semites. He said, like, they're... they're... Hold on. Isn't Ace Freely Jewish? No. I thought he was. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, So, like, like, it was so absurd that they had to issue a statement to be like, obviously we're not... Anti-Semitic. <laughs> Why even answer like, when the yeah, guy's like, such a dick? Just what? What? A, like you were in a band with him for twenty years. Like how could he be anti-Semitic if he was in a band? Like maybe he just hated you and right. and like made a joke about your uh, particular Judaism. Ladies and gentlemen, Ace Freely is literally Hitler. <laughs> uh, killed six uh, million. So uh, Ace Ace Freely did this interview with Noisy earlier this week, and uh, they asked him about it. And he goes, that's absurd. I'm engaged to a Jewish lady. I've been with her. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong answer. Hold on. It gets, be- <laughs> it gets better. I've been with her for five years. Her name is Rachel Gordon, and she's a singer-songwriter. I met her in San Diego on my 2008 tour. And my whole life, I've been in the music business. Oh. You know the music business is controlled by Jewish people. You know. <laughs> you know. My attorney, my accountant. Everybody's Jewish. <laughs> I'm anti-Semitic. Are you out of your mind? Yes, you are. You just said the music business goes, is controlled by. I think you just proved his fucking point. And he goes, "You know what the problem is? What? Paul's cranky because he can't call me a drunk or a drug addict anymore. Oh, really? He can't say I'm unemployable. Well, sure he can. <laughs> he could just call you. He could call you that. It doesn't mean it's yeah. true. He called you an anti-Semite, but that apparently is true." Uh, so that was great. I just love his answer. Like, I can't be anti-Semitic. My accountant, my attorney, they're all Jewish. <laughs> and uh, Peter Chris's response is, uh, I'm not anti-Semitic. One of my favorite aunts is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot I cannot be Jewish. I always eat halava. Uh, <laughs> I buy those little halavas. I, I go get the, the best babka around. <laughs> How can I be an anti-Semite if I love Bobka? I own a money clip. I, <laughs> please. 
How can I hate? How can I be anti-Semitic? I have a big nose. <laughs> My favorite show is Seinfeld. Come on, come on, <laughs> Paul, please. Yeah, exactly. But you made the point. You know, Paul Stanley's just a humongous fucking shitbag of a human being. So if you don't like him, doesn't yeah. mean you necessarily don't like all Jews. Yeah. You know? Oh, I hate Paul Stanley. I hate, I don't understand how women found him attractive. How he got laid so much. Campion ninety five just said, "I can't be an anti semite." Douglas Levison walked me on stage. <laughs> also, I like that there's someone in the chat now called Rob's a flaming FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it earlier, FOMO is fear of missing out, and not. Something else derogatory yeah. towards people. Uh, so we're going to have Phil from Whitechapel on uh, any minute now. Okay. I think he might be on, on hold. Uh, and by the way, Rob's a flaming FOMO said, Ace Freely said, I love those hook-nosed bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a quick reminder, if you want to ask, uh, we're going to have Phil from Whitechapel on in a moment. If you want to ask Phil a question, the number to dial is 646-929-1357. Phil I, is not on the line yet. Actually, uh, maybe we, we should just call him. I can't be an anti-Semite. I have a lampshade made of Jewish skin from the Holocaust. <laughs> I can't be an anti-Semite. I'm circumcised. What do you need? <laughs> I have a wallet made of foreskin. When you rub it, it turns into a briefcase. <clears throat> So that was the Hall of Fame. All the other Hall of Fame inductees were pretty boring. Uh, Who else was Linda it? Ronstadt. Fuck her. Cat Stevens. Fuck him. No, that's an He semi. really fuck him because yeah. he's, he's like a radical Yasif, Yes, uh, whatever. Yusuf uh, Salam? Yeah. Something like and that. And then uh, Peter Gabriel, I believe, also got Oh, him. I like him. Oh, also, and but he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> the, managers of, uh, the manager of the Beatles and the manager of the Rolling Stones. Fuck also got a gives a shit inducted yeah uh-huh. the manager like who the fuck cares about the manager yeah. the guy that carried the douglas levison is going to the hall of fame because he walked all of them on stage <laughs> <laughs> the manager <sighs> all right let's get phil oh, on the line i'm going to call him right now and again if you want to talk to phil bosman the vocalist of Whitechapel or bozeman uh, you can do so by dialing 646-929-1357. Let's see if this works. See a joke? Well, that could be our first question. I don't know if he's cool with uh, with uh, Paul Stanley. I mean, uh, he's freely. Hey, hello? Hey, Phil. Is that you? Hey, what's going on? Hey, it's Rob uh, with the Metal Injection Livecast. I also have Darren and Noah on the line here. Hello there. Aloha. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, thanks for taking some time to hang out with us on the show here. And uh, we're, we're going to be uh, yeah, ask, no asking you a few questions, and we're going to be taking some questions from fans. Again, if you want to call in and ask Phil a question, the number to dial is 646 646-929-1357. Phil, first question, is it Bosman or Bozeman? That's what we've been going back and forth on here. I say it's Bosman. There's a bet that's been wagered. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm about to ruin someone's day, I guess. That's how we uh, like it. It's Bozeman. Oh, I was wrong. I was right. And, <laughs> and now since you have that man, the men suffix, 
<laughs> are you are you of the of the Jewish tribe or are you not? <laughs> like that's something we we want to know. We've uh, also been debating. Uh, I don't I don't I don't really know. I don't I don't think I am. <laughs> that uh, sounds like a yes. <laughs> we say the same thing. <laughs> hey, I could, let's just go ahead and say yeah, just to keep it interesting. All right. right on. All right, cool. Well, you have a new album. Your band Whitechapel, of course, has a new album called Our Endless War comes out April 29th on Metal Blade Records mm-hmm. and that's about 2 weeks from now what how are you keeping busy until the album release um i'm just uh playing a lot of video games i guess and just enjoying time off watching uh tv hanging out with friends doing stuff like that you know just trying to you know get prepared and uh you know Doing all that kind of stuff, you know, just home stuff, I guess you could call it. Yeah, you have a big tour coming up with Devil Driver, Carnifex, Revocation, Rivers of Nile, Fit for an Autopsy. A lot of brutality on that tour, and you're going to be at the, the tail end of the lineup. And, you know, when you're, when you're you know, late in the, in the, in the sets, you've got to feel like the rest of the fans are a little fatigued before you come up. How do you get them amped for your band when four other bands just came out and crushed it? Yeah, yeah, that's really tough. I mean, you know, because the kids have been there for probably three-plus hours already. Right. So, you know, I mean, obviously they're drained with, you know, sweating and hitting each other and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, you know, you just got to you just gotta really, like, use your voice, the power of your voice to really just amp them back up, you know, just, like, yeah. you know, make them feel involved with the show, you know, and especially if, if, if the people are there to, you know, you know, we have like our select few fans that come to see us, and then you've got hopefully a sea of people that have never heard of us, or you know, D- Double Driver fans, or Carnifex fans, or any of the fans of the other bands. You know, you try to get them interested, and you know, try to impress the crowd. And you know, ultimately, they're all there to see music. So you know, I mean, whether they're tired or not, they're still going to listen. You know, even if they're tired, you know, I mean, at least we can, you know let them listen to the music and, you know, try to at least appreciate it for what it is. I hear you. And I'm sure when you uh, play some of these shows, there's always some local bands opening it. And and I wanted to ask you, like, what's something, what's like a mistake that you see local bands doing? Like, because you've been touring now, you've been playing shows for a while. What's something you notice in, like, an opening band where you wish, like, oh, I wish they just could, could fix this about them, like a common mistake that you think like uh, unsigned bands make. Do, do you have anything like that? Um, well, I guess personally with the vocalists, um, you know, there's things that musicians do too that I notice, uh, especially if they don't have uh, noise gates on their, on their guitars, you know, there's just feedback and they're tuning to each other's guitars and, you know, stuff like that. That's just, you know, that's just a big no-no, but, uh, if you're if you're wanting to put on you know a you know a professional looking performance, but um, you know a lot of one thing that I see vocalists do is that they just pace back and forth when especially when they're talking in between uh, songs and uh, they're not looking at the crowd they're looking down you know they sound unsure in their voice and uh, you know and that's not necessarily I mean it's not necessarily a mistake it's just something that they have to grow to become more comfortable with i guess you could say right because you know i used to you know be bashful and shy and all that stuff but you know i mean with with experience and you know with doing it for you know quite a few years now i've become you know just i guess used to it i don't know i mean it's become natural to me but uh 
You know, I mean, as far as mistakes, I mean, I guess, you know, the only thing that I've really seen, I guess, maybe just, uh, you know, not being able to pull off stuff live, you know, I guess. I mean, because the studio is definitely a place where you can make magic happen and you have to be able to do that on stage. And uh, But, you know, for the most part, I don't even know their songs. So I don't know if they're playing it right. But uh, <laughs> I would say just uh, mainly, yeah, I mean, exactly what I said. Guitar players need to have the equipment to, uh, if they're wanting to be professional, they need to have the equipment that's going to, you know, make the show more enjoyable, you know, not tuning to each other. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having fun on stage either. It just depends on what kind of vibe you're trying to give out. You know, like if you're just a punk rock band that's just throw and go, you know, I mean, that's just that's just how that stuff works. But, uh, you know, we just we just like to have that dark, ominous feel, you know, like put on a, you know, a good show for the crowd and, yeah. you know, like have that kind of mentality going into it. And do you still get butterflies before before showtime? Like like when that in, intro starts playing, what's going through your head? How do you psych yourself up? Um, I would say definitely in the beginning of a tour, if we haven't been touring for a while, you know, it's it's almost like it's, it's like I've never done it before, but I have at the same time. Uh, so when when we first started started touring, I haven't done it in a while. I'm kind of just like, oh no, you know, here we go again. It's been like three months since I've been up here. Um, but you know, about a week week or so into the tour, you know, I'm already or actually, you know, even like the first couple of days, you know, you get the jitters out, you get the shakes out, you know, it's uh, it's just it's just really about like I don't know just keeping in your head, like, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for the past seven, eight years now. Like, you know, I know how to do this. There's no, no reason to be, you know, nervous or anything like that. We've played with, you know, really big bands like Slayer and, you know, Slipknot and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, once you get to the point where you can play bands with bands like that, you know, you're, you're obviously doing something right. So you just got to keep that confidence inside yourself. Right on. Uh, let's take some uh, uh, fan questions. Again, you can call in and ask Phil a question. 646-929-1357. Austin in Virginia. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's Great. up, guys? You're on the hey, line. what's up, man? What's up, buddy? I'm really I'm really digging the fast vocals on uh, on the song of the law. Can I expect any more of that on a lot, a lot of the other songs? I know you said you were mainly trying to focused on getting a lot of fast vocals in there. I read something about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a few other songs that, you know, have some fast stuff. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, litter the whole album with it, but, yeah, there's definitely going to be um, some other parts that have, you know, the fast kind of vocals in it for sure. Yeah, I definitely like that shit. That shit's awesome. Is there going to be any songs Thanks. similar to, like, some of the shit from the, the original album, uh, the Somatic Defilement, anything similar to that shit, a lot of growls, any brutal shit? Uh, yeah, there's a, one of the songs that you will notice has kind of that influence behind it. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to tell what it is once you hear it. All right. Thank you for your question, Austin. We got Paul on the line. Paul, you're there. Hello. Yes. Hi, my question for Phil is what are your favorite video games lately? Um, well, I'm a pretty big Call of Duty guy. I just, uh, I just like the the flow of the game, you know, just the competitiveness. Uh, but I, I usually play a lot of uh, Diablo 2. I, well, I don't anymore. I was I was pretty into Diablo 3, and uh, I started with Diablo 2 back in, you know, way back in the day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I like a lot of RPGs and stuff like that, too. Cool. 
All right. Thank you for your for your question, Paul. And, thank you. Uh, let's get him off. So polite. <laughs> uh, so this this tour you have coming up right now with Devil Driver, that's like an early summer tour. I think it kicks off late May or something like that, right? Do you have any other uh, summer touring plans? Yeah. Are you guys going to Europe or or what, what's going on in the late summer for you guys? Um, well, we don't have anything that's going to be, uh, that hasn't been set in stone or anything, but, uh, right now what we're doing is just this, uh, I think next, next week we actually start our run up to New England Metal Fest mm. and, uh, we'll be playing the day that Behemoth is headlining. So I can't really wait for that. <laughs> yeah, um, they're always and, uh, after that, oh yeah, and this will be the first time I see them in a club setting where they can have a light show and everything. So I'm really excited to see that dark kind of vibe that they give off and just that, you know, that great light show that they're known for. Um, and, um, and then after that, we're off for a little bit. Actually, I think we go to Mexico uh, for a couple of days for a weekend. Uh, whenever we, right when we get back and then we'll have about two and a half, three weeks off. And then we do the devil driver tour. And then after that, it's kind of up in the air. We don't really have anything that we uh, are announcing yet or really anything that we have scheduled. Gotcha. Cool. And yeah, that's like seeing Behemoth live. I got to say, I saw them, I believe last year on their big comeback tour. It was so like the aura that they give off live. I've never seen any other band really pull that off. It's so, it's so intense. Uh, Oh yeah. And it's great that, you know, Nurgle, you know, has uh, battled through his, uh, his, his illness. Yeah. And I feel he's like, he's stronger than ever even. Uh, because of it, yeah, he's, he's he yeah. has a new thing to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really it's really cool that you know he's you know he's overcoming that and still uh, you know going on with the band and you know it's good to see that he hasn't been uh, doesn't seem like he's suffering from it. So now, White Chapel's a, a bit of an extreme band, but what I want to know is, do girls come out to to White Chapel shows? Do you see any ladies in the crowd? Hmm. I mean, you know, I we. We notice a few, a few here and there. I mean, it's, uh, I guess, you know, our music is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, just like a more of like a guy kind of thing, you know, just like the hard, brutal stuff, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are, you know, here and there, there's, uh, girls that come out to the shows, uh, especially like mayhem, you know, it's kind of like that outside kind of vibe and, you know, party vibe and, you know, the girls like the outside kind of party stuff and, you know, just the big crowds and everything. So, uh. See, You'll see him mostly at places like that. So it's something like mayhem. You know, you're the front man. You're the you're the visual representative of the band. Do girls approach you and they to try to try to work out a deal? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> try to work out some sort of deal. <laughs> um, well, no, that doesn't really happen with me because uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't really uh, try to venture out too far into that uh, because you know, I mean, I have a girlfriend, so right. I, I don't really like to, you know. I'm not that kind of guy, but, uh, you know, I mean, like, of course, if we're signing stuff, at, you know, a signing booth or something, you know, I'll definitely talk to him and, you know, sign stuff for him. But, you know, I mean, as far as that goes, uh, I'm not, I don't really dabble in any so of So who, who's the guy in the band that everyone uh, sends the ladies to? Like, oh, okay, we got it. We got it. You want to hook up with one of us? Go to this guy. Who's that guy? Or do you not want to, you not want to throw him under the bus? I just want, for, for any ladies listening... I'm trying to make it easier for them so they don't waste their time with Phil, obviously, as a girlfriend. I'm trying to be informative here. <laughs> well, 
I won't name names, but I'll just say whoever's single in the band. That's usually what we'll do. All right. So that's the question. You, you, we'll you, just, you, know. you see Phil, you see any of the other members of the band, Alex or whoever, you go, hey, who's single in the band? All right, I'm going to talk to them. It's the trick, yeah. ladies. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have, some, uh, we have an international caller, Josh all the way in Wales, which is oh. not in Australia, I've learned. Okay, you've learned. Uh, Josh, are you there? I am here. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hi, uh, first of all, I want to say happy Passover to my favorite Jews. <laughs> Wait, you. is that are we the favorite no, Jews? I, I believe it starts on Tuesday. It's it's tomorrow night, I think. You didn't mean Monday. You Monday didn't... It's Monday in in Australia. Oh, yeah, so that's right. some okay. Jews you are. <laughs> You don't. You didn't mean uh, Paul Stanley, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, what's your question, what Josh, for Phil? Um, my first question is, uh, what's, uh, how are the fans reacted to the your material, and how do you feel about that? Uh, do you say the new material? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they reacted positively. It seems. You know, I mean, there's going to be. Uh, you know, a select few people or, you know, the other people that don't really huh? like it. But, you know, I mean, the other uh, – those two songs I really feel like are huh? kind of like those two songs that are – is he still there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Rob just disconnected. Oh, okay. Um, it's fine. Oh, uh, there's going to be those uh, few songs on the album, you know, that are going to be a little bit more, you know, I guess uh, – they're, they're going to be kind of unfamiliar to a lot of people that have been listening to us for a while. But uh, – there's a lot of stuff on there that really is kind of like that old kind of style that we uh, have been writing since the first album. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, if people don't enjoy it, you know, I'll just, I just invite them to listen to the whole album and then make their assumption there. Mm. I have uh, one more question. Go for it. Uh, what's, what's one of your favorite heaviest bands to listen to? Uh, favorite heaviest bands. Um, well, if I'm going for heavy, I would definitely say hands down Mashuga. It's I mean yes. that's the heaviest band I've ever heard on album and live. Live, they're the most crushing band I've ever heard. Uh, do you like when you're not obviously doing Whitechapel? Do you listen to metal, or do you find yourself not listening to metal because you're just so immersed in it you need a break? <clears throat> yeah, I mean I don't really. I don't listen to it nearly as much as I used to. Uh, I would say if I ever do, it is someone like, you know, Meshuga or, um, you know, even kind of like, I, well, you know, I don't really consider him, I guess, metal, but, you know, I listen to like uh, Deftones and uh, things things like that. I really like Catatonia. That's, that's one band that I really like listening to, even though they're not metal. But, yeah, that's, that's the kind of music that I kind of, I listen to. I listen to some hip hop too. Like uh, I'm a really big fan of like Three Six Mafia and stuff like that. What about Future Islands? Have you, yeah. have you heard of Future Islands? They're the hot Rob's new thing. Rob's new favorite band. Got to check them out on Letterman. The singer. I mean, I, they're, they're not at all a metal band. They're an indie band. But the singer growls as if he is in Whitechapel. Don't check them out. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Check out the Letterman performance. <laughs> definitely. Trust me. He, he Rob's alone on an island. I am definitely Island. not alone. They're doing very well on the charts. <laughs> You leave Future Islands alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Phil. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking some time and hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. And, of course, the new album, uh, I had it right here. 
Our Endless War, April Twitter. We also didn't, we have one final question that we like oh, we to do? ask our guests. Oh, that's right. Uh, corn or flour tortilla? Oh, God. Corn or flour cookies? Yeah. Yeah, which, which one? Which do you prefer? Uh, I would have to go with flour because I don't think I really eat corn corn cookies. Ah, all right. Well, that's the that's the way to that's that seems to be the correct answer. <laughs> Sid, Sid would be happy. Yeah. All right, Phil. We're gonna let you go. The new Whitechapel album, Our Endless War, comes out on April 29th. We're gonna play a, a track right now. We're gonna play the Saw Is the Law. Is that all right with you? Yeah, go for it, man. All right, now now you can't sue us. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Phil. Have, have a good rest of your, your weekend. All right, you too, man. All right, see you later. That was Phil from Whitechapel, and here's their track, The Saw is the Law.
This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington, reminding you. When I'm not hanging around in men's bathrooms, watching Lars Ulrich watching other people doing cocaine, I'm listening to the Metal Injection Livecast at metalinjection.net slash livecast. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. This is hard and chic. That's alright, because I like the way it hurts. You fucking suck. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. Fuck! That's alright, because I love the way you lie. Bullshit! Do you remember fighting a guy, a killer bean, WrestleMania 3? His name was Brian Bland, no, you can't explain it, but he makes you so enraged, go insane, see him double, wanna fuck him in his ass and make him humble? You always talk about him, how he's such a nasty faggot, fantasizing how you wanna take him down, cause you're such a crazy Arab, wanna punch, and security pile, drive a camel, clutch him, throw him down, pin him, then take off his trunks and start to fuck him in the ass. He deserves it cause he stole your coat, but your bony didn't even give you half, didn't leave you nothing but a gram, that was bullshit! Man, they must be joking, now he has a job Just because he's blowing Hulk Hogan But you promised Vince that you wouldn't make him pay See him at the indie shows, but he always runs away And it makes you sad, now you're sitting there Crying like a lady, guess that's why they call you Sheiky Baby Just gonna stay I'm your fucking piece of shit I'm your no-good motherfucker You're like a cocksucker motherfucker I'm not a little fag, worse than Michael Jackson. Bullshit! Fucking bullshit! Now, Hulk, I know we said things, did things that we didn't mean. And I said that your daughter was a tranny. Drag queen, rubbed her down with lotion, and you fucked her. She was just 15, looks like you in makeup and a dress. Okay, that's mean, my bad. I was high on mescaline and speed. Maybe I should not have slapped you with my cock in MSG. Maybe that's what happens when a Californian meets an Iranian. All I know is when I suplex you, it feels amazing. Come on, Hulk, don't wanna fight, brother, let's stop. Why you wanna boot me in the face and do a leg drop? Choke me till my breath stops. Wind up in a cell block Listen to me rambling I'm as coked up as X-Pac Next time I won't make your son cry I apologize even to your ugly wife Okay, I can't do this I am not sorry, Hogan You're a punk If you ever try to fuck with me again I can break his fucking back Break his back Make him humble And then fuck his ass Just gonna No good, no life Are you no good motherfucker? Are you the fucking bullshit? Bullshit! Fucking bullshit! Fucking bullshit! You fucking suck. I'm not going to talk anymore, I'm down now. Hello, son. This is your resident announcer guy, Chuck Blandington, and you're listening to the show that was caught finger-banging your stepmom last week. The Metal Injection live cast. Sorry about that.
boy, say it. Uh, you're listening to the meal. Me metal uh, Injection live cast. Yes, Mr. Watkins, sir. Say my name. Uh, say Ian. Yes, Ian Well, I'll put you in the fucking box again. No, not the box. Yeah, you're listening to the Metal Injection live cast. We'll be right fighting back, you three-year-old whore. Uh, we'll be right back. Not my back again. Uh...
now that the music break is over, the live cast demands your full attention. So please, put down the pot brownies and video game controllers. Also put down the Vaseline and broomsticks. Here's the show. Jeez, what were you doing near the music break? (laughs) I don't have a broomstick in here, but I do have a mop. So (laughs) we shouldn't get that updated. You're right. I just use a vacuum and stuff. Well, no, uh, Bland was talking about the listener, not us. Oh, I thought he was. The listener has to pay attention. We, you have our full attention. Welcome to the Metal Injection live cast. Out to 646-929-1357. And a lot of stuff happened uh, this past week. Yeah, so uh, let's go over the music break. Yes. Let's go over the songs. We kicked it off with a new Whitechapel track, The Saw is the Law. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a Sylvester Stallone move. And then uh, we played our Iron Chic Rihanna parody. Mm-hmm. And uh, What's the name of that song? I don't know. We don't really have an effect. I guess I love the way you uh, fuck. Or That's good. Love. Bullshit. <laughs> then a little uh, Corrosion of Conformity with Clean My Wounds. We wrapped that. That was a Noah pick. And another Noah pick I was like that. Darkane cool. with Solitary Confinement. I like me a little Darkane. So, yeah, Noah, right. speaking of the Iron Sheik, you I met. I got to you meet. Kissed you kissed him. You bitch. I am so okay. jealous of you. So, can I, Beck, before you say, yeah. I kind of interrupt you when you start talking, yes. but can we say that we've been trying to get him on this fucking show forever? Oh, my I, God. I, I have, okay, as a result of meeting the Iron Sheik, uh-huh. I discovered that I have a direct connection to what? him. What? And we are you, getting you're closer. You're related to the Iron Sheik? Is that what you're no. saying? No. Look who's talking. Shuli from Howard Stern. Uh-huh. Um, toured with the Iron Sheik, and okay. he is also a fellow Israeli. So whenever I see him in the hallways, we always start, you know, schmoozing. You drew it up. I, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've seen it. You know, yeah. we exchange a few words in Hebrew. All right. So I was very, um, I was very excited about my picture. Yes. So I was just, you know, skipping along the hallways, and I ran into him, and I said, "You will not believe what happened to me this morning." Wow. And I showed him my picture with the Iron Sheik, and he's like, "Oh, I know that guy." And I said. <laughs> Hey, we grew up in, in, in the settlement we met. <laughs> yeah, we threw rocks at each other That's when we were younger. Morning. Wow. And I, Oops. Um, so, uh, yeah, he might help us. All right. He has offered hope so. to help us. We'll see. Um, okay, so anyway, so I got into work, and whenever I get into work, I listen to the Obey and Anthony channel while I get ready for my show, and I heard the Iron Sheik was in the studio. So um, I texted them and he was wrapping up with the interview and I'm and I told Rob I was like oh my god the Iron Sheik is here and Rob you know urged me to go and Mm -hmm. meet him and try to get a picture I was like you have to take a photo with him like that's it (laughs) I really didn't want to because you know the Opie and Anthony show is it's It's a bit of a like for your job it's a faux pas like you're not supposed to be I'm not supposed supposed to be professional you're not supposed to be exception yeah you're not supposed to be starstruck but you never do it I never do it and usually if I do it it's when um people come to the show that i work on so it's much easier right so i had to just use my resources and send a text <laughs> and um you know jim norton was was the guy who like hooked it up for me and so i go into the studio and the iron sheik is in his wheelchair Aww. and he has those two like handlers these like very persian looking the, the mangans his his, his ma- what? Magans, i think his his manager, his agents are like two twins. 
Uh, Jose like, Magan is a piece of oh, no. It's ma- ma- it's M A G E N. Page oh. McGann. His Mangans. <laughs> uh, Did you think they were both a piece of shit? Well, I've been emailing with Paige. Uh, no, Jose Magan. No, is a stop piece it. Of shit. Wait, so is it two different people, Paige? Yeah, he has, uh, they're twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah. twins. Yeah. Okay. So um, Paige and someone, I don't know the other brother. So I said hello to the Iron Sheik, and um, I asked for a picture, and he goes, yes, of course. Did he call you a cheap Jew, Russia? No. Oh my God, I would have died. <laughs> he was just—he was super polite, though, right? Like he was, he was like, like a total. He gentleman. was just sitting there. And no, it's the intelligent Jew. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sitting there, and like they pretty much like thrusted okay. me upon him. Let's back up. Let's Literally. Back up. Or- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you text Jim Norton. Yes. Like I want to meet the Iron Sheik. Jim Norton says, "Sure, come down." Right? Whatever. Yes. So then you go down. Where you go into the studio? Is this where you met him, or where did you meet, meet um, the Sheik? Inside the Opie and Anthony studio. So you walk I in. I walk through the door. Yeah. What do you see when you walk in? Where Where is the okay. Sheik? I walk in and I see Anthony walking out. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then um, there's there's a lot of like pandemonium. There's a lot of guys standing there, and I see the Iron Sheik to the right of me in his wheelchair, and next to the console are his handlers. Mm. So um, you know, I said, oh. Can I get a picture? And he goes, sure, sure. Come and here, then, Baba. Who says then, sure? <laughs> Who says sure? Iron Sheik or, or the or the, uh, the, mag- the, the handlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, you know, but he, but he said hello to me and everything. So, okay, so, so exactly what did he say? Like, like uh, word for, like, it was did, did you introduce it, yourself? Or were you like, hi, I'm Noah? And he I, goes, yeah, I did. I said, hi, he, I'm Noah. And, and he just smiled and he just said hello. Like, he, he didn't okay. say you are the real or anything uh, like that. Of course, of course. Come here, come here. He said, my life. Well, it'd be funny if he introduced himself. And like by the way, this was like all like a dream to me. Yeah. I was just, I hadn't had my coffee. My heart was pounding. I didn't want to make an ass out of myself. <laughs> I wanted to make sure my picture looked good. So I, I, I had to like kneel down kind of. And as I'm, I'm bending my knees, the handler puts the title belt on my shoulder. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I get to hold this? Wow. <laughs> what like, belt yeah. was it? It's the, the World Heavyweight Championship. The, he the NWA was... title. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, the NWA one. The big gold belt. So I put oh. my arm around him and Jim took the photo and then the handler goes, oh, why don't you give him a kiss? And I said, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so then I kissed him on the cheek and Jim Did he smell bad? No, he smelled great. Oh, okay. His his skin was smooth. I think I actually kissed his um like Forehead? drag or whatever. Were you t- were you uh, turned on at all? No, I was not turned on. Oh. So he didn't smell like old. Uh, no, he I feel good. like I feel like uh, 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 Iranians. Yeah. Persian people. They smell like um, they, they have like a curryish <laughs> smell what? to no, them. No, curry is not an Iranian. Well, yeah. like a similar scent, cumin. a similar uh, spice. Yeah, okay, cumin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very spicy. Cumin is definitely like, a, a Persian uh, uh, spice. He was very aromatic. And this, but, I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm not saying, not from like a spice, like perspective. an incense. I'm the more aromatic. Like I'm the real aromatic motherfucker. <laughs> I no smell like the curry. I smell like the cumin. If Hulk Hogan is here, I'll cumin his ass. Make him humble. So I, I'm looking at the photo um, now. You're kissing his cheek, and look yeah. at the smile on, on the Iron Cheek's face. I know he's so he hasn't gotten happy. any in 40 years. We're going to absolutely post this on the episode page because sure. this yes. is a, such a great photo. Noah, he looks like 
10 years younger after this kiss. I know. I think you gave like him the fountain. It's him. like a, it's a, you really like, you're, you're hugging him. You're like, I'm really. Like, yeah, I am putting the moves on him. And you're, I like also how you're grasping the belt. <laughs> like, oh God, this better not fall. This. <laughs> I'm making a fist. How else what, do you was hold it, a Was belt? it a heavy, a heavy belt? Or just, um, just what you would I expect. was afraid because my shoulders are so small. I was afraid it was going to like roll off my shoulder and that would be really embarrassing. There was so much writing on this picture that I was, it was big. so it's- nervous. Come hug me. Kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's great. And he was just so nice. And I said, thank you very much. Nice to meet you. And he just like <laughs> smiled and, you know, just like shook his head. Did you give him yeah. a handy. Darren. Oh, why not? He's such a nice woman. old man. He's such a and nice old man. Jake wouldn't mind. He's such a also, nice old man. he's he's in a wheelchair. Do you think it works? <laughs> yeah, his gut <laughs> probably is just like completely blocking access to his Well, pride. he always says he has a 10-inch cock, so <laughs> I mean, maybe it's, you know. Maybe six of it is still out because of his fupa. I see, I see. <laughs> so you so you took the photo and then that was it? You got out of there? Or was there was there some more to the story? Um then I said thank you to Jim Norton and then um to Anthony and then I walked away. Like I left. And then oh, and as I left, Jim handed me an autographed Iron Sheik poster. Oh wow. Which oh, so I have where is at, it? well, it's at work. I have to find a way to bring it home so I don't bend it. Okay. That's cool. Oh yeah. I felt like the toughest shit. Afterwards, really, he felt like the real. I'm yes. the real. Like I could put anyone in a camel clutch if I wanted to. <laughs> How can you do that? <laughs> no, Avior, you are not like that Hulk Hogan piece of shit. You are the serious XM. You have the career. No, you have a job because you deserve a job, not like the Jim Brunsell. He have only a job because. He suck the Hulk Hogan dick. He suck the Hulk Hogan back. He's no good motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> Are you no good motherfucker? Yes. Fuck tomorrow. I didn't know fuck that I'm coming tonight. I didn't realize that the Iron Sheik was 70 years old. Is he like the oldest living wrestler? No. Well, he's up there, probably. But. I mean, who? Uh, he's like one of the older ones, like the ones. He's seventy-four. Wow. That's, I mean, that shows you how good health he was in. I feel in his prime. He didn't take steroids like the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, no, did he? We don't know that. Maybe, he but yeah. But I feel he did like every other. I feel drug. like yeah, exactly. Like how much coke he did? He probably, he probably the amount of coke he did <laughs> outweighed yeah. the steroids. That was him. curry, not coke. <laughs> oh, Vern Gagne is still. Alive, so he's 88. Oh, who else? Well, May Young for the longest time was the oldest living wrestler, but right. not anymore. She just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ultimate Warrior died earlier this week, <sighs> which oh, yeah. was crazy. Uh, if you've never followed wrestling, I mean, I feel like you would probably know who Hulk Hogan is the most famous wrestler of all time. I would say the second. Most famous wrestler would be the Ultimate Warrior. Just really? Compl- just on know. name recognition. The Rock? Uh, oh, okay. I don't know. Of that era, I feel like. Like, okay. of that. 
right. of like the the pre attitudes. Like okay, Steve Austin, The Rock, yeah. But I, I would like- still put Randy Savage ahead of uh, Ultimate Warrior, but mm. he's up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Savage, you could argue. Savage and and Warrior were were definitely two and three somewhere. Yes, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. This past uh, Saturday night, and uh, it was a big moment because he wasn't, he was on bad terms with WWE. WWE did a whole DVD about how big of a psychopath he was. (laughs) But then he was at SummerSlam. Wait, no, it wasn't SummerSlam. Uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. So then he came back for the Hall of Fame because they made up with him and whatever. Uh, Triple H, I guess, apologized because he called him an asshole in that DVD. <laughs> I'm not an asshole, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was basically his Hall of Fame speech was him going like, I was, I, that DVD really upset me. Yeah, some speech, really. Like, that's, first of all, no one knew he was going to die, but I mean, that's the yeah. last thing you're known for saying is like defending yourself. Well, what's even crazier is, you you know, the next night he comes out of WrestleMania, he waves to the crowd, blah, blah, blah. He does a stupid-ass thing where he puts a mask on. Oh, yeah, it was like Oh, well, and then so at Raw, dumb. he comes out and he does like a traditional Ultimate Warrior promo. Oh, you promo. were talking about WrestleMania. I'm yeah, sorry. WrestleMania. But uh, he does the Ultimate Warrior promo, and uh, it basically served as his eulogy. What did he say? Yep. I uh, here, uh, we, I could cue it up. Just, just, just play it, Robert Pazbody. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Uh. Hulk. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, fucking. I have no remorse for him. Well, I feel very bad for his daughter. I feel, I feel bad like. for it. Listen, can I, before you play that, I feel the same uh, feeling I feel when any human being dies. I don't mm-hmm. want their family to suffer and all that. But he was a fucking scumbag. He was a no good of all the things you always hear, you know, dirt and this one, he said, she said, shit in wrestling. This guy was universally fucking despised. And then when he's retired, he was a hundred times worse. He used to go he, on. Fucking he did speeches Fox, at colleges, uh, like calling gay people like faggots and queers, or just they're just it's it's like wrong because right. it's not advancing civilization. Sure, that too. But then yeah. he went worse than that. But he then he said like really, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and like then, living a queer lifestyle. Is is a detriment yeah. to this country. Living a queer lifestyle, penis should not go into asshole. I could cue that speech up too. Yeah. Let, let's oh, get back. But uh, he, but and then he said like New Orleans should was right to you know deserve to be killed by a hurricane. Oh, Katrina, Katrina yeah. I mean, come on, because the people were poor and they did nothing with uh, oh their lives, goodness. and they had a like squalor over there and shit. So it's like their fault, and that they, they were. Who cares that their city was leveled? And uh, just when other wrestlers would die, uh, he would mock them. Right. Wait, I have a question, actually. Is Ric Flair still alive? Ric Flair has barely, somehow, <laughs> his alive. son OD'd last year, but he's oh, still that's alive. Right, that's his right. body still functions. He's not really, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's living. Okay. All right, so should I play, though, the raw, let's do the raw thing first, and then we'll yeah. go to the Yukon okay. speed. There you go. So there he puts on the warrior, warrior mask. Good deal. Fucking 99 cent plastic. Well, was it drawn on? You shut up. It was, but they're trying to hawk this merchandise on WWE.com. Oh, so you could purchase the mask. Of course, yeah. Do you think they made him purchase it or they gave him a free No, one? they gave him a free one. Yeah. Or you could get some fucking grease paint from Ricky's for $4 and fucking... Warrior, and let me do the talking. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck you. 
No WWE talent becomes a legend on their own. Okay. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others and makes them bleed deeper in something than larger than life, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized. Are you the fucking bullshit? I have a question. Did the Sorry. merch in the store increase in price now that he's not alive? Well, that mask is $15 for that piece of plastic. Ugh. Just ridiculous. looked it up. It's like a little fucking... Yeah, uh, that's like a... It, it's it costs 20 cents maybe to produce. By the loyalty, by the memory of those who honor him and make... He's already blown up. Did live yeah. forever. <sighs> I'm sorry. I need a minute you, to continue. You, 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 you are the legend makers of Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. Take the buffalo balls out of your mouth. <sighs> I'm sorry. I have no sympathy. Warrior to me is like Dimebag Daryl to say. <laughs> I see many potential legends. Some of them with warrior spirits. Well, then, whatever. This stuff is warrior spirit. And <laughs> fucking jerk off. They're sure that he didn't fake his own death. There's a no. He definitely. <laughs> yeah, he had a catastrophic heart attack. That's how they're uh, they're describing it as a catastrophic medical event. Can you imagine? His heart must have blown up, <laughs> like literally exploded. When I reach into my own chest cavity and remove my own beating heart from the inside <laughs> of my warrior shell, I will show it to myself to know the true power of the warrior before I die and pass off this mortal plane. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Piece of shit. The the saddest thing about the death was Iron Sheik's Instagram about it. Oh, yeah. Here, let me cue it up. He was no good grasshopper dick. That's no. what Iron Sheik would say. Yeah, he said something Traditionally, nice. but that's not what he said. Artwork where I heard something tonight. I get shocked. I cannot even believe it. <laughs> but I want to let you know whatever I say, I didn't mean it was a work. Liar. I love you. Rest in peace. Wrestling. Very classy. Yes. But come on! <laughs> yeah. It ruins all the things he said about the ultimate. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a fucking work. It wasn't a work. First you of all, can it. I ask you a question? Let's say Hulk Hogan dies tomorrow. What, would he do the same thing? All the th- He spent oh. 40 years shit-talking Hulk Hogan. Well, like, uh, I feel like on Howard Stern or something, Hulk Hogan was on. Hulk Hogan! Hulk, Hulk Hogan, you went on Howard Stern. And no, they brought the Sheik on, too, or something where, like, the Sheik was on and Hogan was in the <laughs> building, so they confronted it, yeah. him, and, and he was like, oh, I'm not really. Like, he's like, oh, it's a work. What? Yeah. Fuck you, Iron Sheik. Fuck you, Iron Sheik. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see if I can find that. But uh, let, how about we play the Yuka? Let's play some Ultimate Warrior. I want, Yuka. Actually, I'm sorry. I sorry. wanted to actually play the Sean Hannity one where he tells Sean Hannity to shut the fuck up on his own show. You had your chance. Let me speak now, Sean Hannity. You could play that first. Oh, I think that was uh, uh, when Benoit died. 
Yeah, 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 I actually agreed with the warrior on that one because yeah. I was Sean Hannity was saying, oh, you know, the wrestlers and the, the he was uh, basically shitting on wrestlers for using yeah. steroids. Maybe not. Can you hear me in the back? You hear me in the back? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can get rid of that guy right now. Queers are wrong. <laughs> right to life. Just no, a simple it's, one. You're, it's, you're born, you have a right to life when you're born. You don't, you don't have to do anything for it. Oh, you know? Who raised you? Who changed your shitty diapers? <laughs> who fed you? Who stuck, who stuck the nip on your mouth? Hulk Hogan did. Right to right includes the inherent responsibility life to right. by somebody. You don't have any responsibilities? Right to life, you penis. As a baby, what do you have to do to earn your right to life? You have to beat Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I didn't say earn your right to life. You have to Turn on him. I love it. It's sustaining your life. There's a responsibility. You have to pay it back later. No, 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 no. Shaking the ropes yet? No, the guy who did titty on it. <laughs> there are no Do not applaud this gentleman. Nobody, okay, so if nobody does anything to sustain that life, if they what is responsibility. He just spoke at a college and then, like, why, the crowd. Why would a college invite a wrestler to give a speech? I'll tell you exactly why. The person who was in charge of the treasury <laughs> was a huge wrestling fan. He's like, oh, we have $10,000 to, and I can invite anyone to speak? <laughs> Should have got oh. the Iron Sheik. Yeah. So that's how, that's how we get Baba, do you know nobody has the right to life? <laughs> Only one person has the right to life. That's Daniel. And they take it away, the right to life, because he killed it to Daniel in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Nobody has right to life until they beat Hulk Hogan in the WrestleMania 6 in the Sky Dome. Is this the same one where he starts going off about queers and fags? Yeah, it's coming up. The question was, do you know of a right That's without right. responsibility? Godzilla. Is there a right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you smoking? Steroid! <laughs> are you smoking, you fucking jacked up piece of shit? We'll roast on the devil's pitchfork. Everybody falls under the same umbrella because those are the only two concepts two. that get used in the debate that goes on out there. Oh, so there is a responsibility that you have. What's that like for? <laughs> Who in here would like to take a crack at telling me? What? What they think the fundamental difference is. Hey, look, I'm good with it, man. You want to participate. But with me, there's a right and a wrong. You're entitled to your wrong opinion about things. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm really surprised like that he didn't put the warrior mask on before this speech. Today. It would have been simple. way more effective. I'm a simple guy, man. I stick with the basics. The difference between what? Conservatism and liberalism, the fundamental idea. There we go. Um, 
Well, liberals believe that the government that the people elect has a responsibility to take care of them, whereas conservatives just kind what of... What country you live in? What? What country you live in? Oh, I live in Warrior Sylvania! Somebody else. No, that's not it. Thanks, so. Thanks, though. Why is she wrong? Well, because I'm looking for the right end, because this is an socialist country. No, to entertain your questioning, you can raise it later. This is not a socialist country. Nothing subject to moral relativity is left out between these two extremes. That the bum is as legitimate as the businessman. That homosexuals. Oh, Jesus. Homosexuality? You don't have an orgasm on me, honey. <laughs> I'm off my politically correct horse. This is him being politically correct. He didn't call them faggots. Queers are as legitimate as heterosexuals. How are they not? That the anarchists, because queering doesn't make the world work. <laughs> Look at the reaction of yeah. laughter. It's a joke that he thinks he's killing. Queering does not make the world work, Hulk Hogan. Faggotry does not produce babies or DNA. When I fucked Hulk Hogan in the butt, there were no babies. When I fucked Hulk Hogan, that was a display of male-on-male dominance and superiority. That had nothing to do with queering of any kind. When Hulk Hogan stuck his 24-inch cock in my mouth and just in it, that was not for procreation. When Pat Patterson took me in the back and put his shriveled, wrinkled 67-year-old penis into my mouth, that was only so I could get a really good spot in WWF and beat Hulk Hogan. Why do you think they called him the Macho Man? <laughs> because queering did not go far in WWF. <laughs> Just look at China. Ah, oh, so that was good. Enough. Fucking roast in fucking hell on Satan's penis right now. <laughs> he should get ass fucked every if. And we all know there's no God and there's no hell and all that shit. But just if there was, mm-hmm. he would be getting fucked twenty four seven, ten thousand times a day by ten thousand different penises. Everyone who's ever been in hell should be fucking the Ultimate Warrior right now in his ass. Oh my god! Wow. Well, uh, the, what's hell all about, right? It's supposed to be yeah. you pay back for all the horrible things that you believe yeah. in. So there, there you go. He should be queering right now. Forced <laughs> queering. <laughs> Maybe, you know, uh, here's something nobody really uh, brought up. Maybe his daughters are better off than that. Now. <laughs> that <laughs> <is God. laughs> no, I'm very upset that I am dead because I can no longer... Beat up my own daughters, which I uh, did every day. Well, no, that's we not what I mean. We I don't, don't know think. that. Uh, also, you know, he, you cha- to listen to him he changed his name to Warrior, which means his wife's name is Dana Warrior. 
And his daughter's well, name. Take his name. She took his. She no, did. that's a fact. Oh my god. <laughs> his daughter's name is Madigan Twain Warrior, Ugh. and Indiana Marin Warrior. What? Say that again. Madigan and Indiana Warrior. That's what his daughters. Yes. The f- Indiana. What the fuck are you doing? That's where I first fucked Hulk Hogan in Indiana. H O K, Darren. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking lunatic. All right. (laughs) One of the all time great uh, entrance songs. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Definitely not. I was a fan of his when I was a child before I knew any better. I had a poster of his when I was a kid. Uh, he became a Fox News uh, yeah. representative. Oh, let me, let me, uh, I got the Sean Hannity clip too. Let's. And welcome back to Hannity and Combs. Critics are taking the WWE to task over Chris Benoit's tragedy. Some say steroid abuse is rampant at the organization, and everyone just turns a blind eye to this. Joining That's us true. now with an inside look at what really goes on behind the scenes at the WWE wrestling, we have legend Warrior with us. Hey, Warrior, how are you? I'm doing super, Sean. How are you doing? We're good. All right. Super. I think that you were no, intimidated good. by my pure form of conservatism. Steel, That's why you were keeping me off the program. match. I, I'll take you on any place. Oh, any time. He paused that. That's like the number one fucking stupid thing that people say whenever they're talking to a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. They're not really right. into wrestling. They always go, I want to fight you in a match one day. <laughs> Dickheads. I'll take you, you on any place, oh, any time, anywhere. For the troops. <laughs> for the troops. For the okay. troops. How long do I have yeah. to last to long survive to and get the money? They outlasted you. Exactly. <laughs> to the end. Sure, that is still alive. All right. Well, let me, let me, in all seriousness here, uh, I've talked to a lot of people now in the last number of days about wrestling. And apparently, most people behind the scenes are telling me it's a little known secret. Steroid use is fairly rampant. Are you willing to admit that? It's a little-known secret. Well, I mean, Benoit's uh, a physician just got indicted on charges for... Uh, I didn't ask you that. Uh, uh, you, do you know of widespread him? steroid use in wrestling? Oh, steroids are used throughout the industry all the, all the way through. I mean, it's easier to say or point out the number of guys that aren't doing steroids than those that are. I mean, okay. I don't have a stupid button on me that I can push to get stupid. And I can't... <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't what? not what? see what my eyes... Uh, all right, next show question. Show me when you Did look at the talent in... Did you ever use steroids, and is there such a thing as roid rage? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but I've been open about exactly. it from the very beginning. I don't have also, to the thing is, he hadn't been at this point in a WWE locker room right. in at least, like, 15 years. So, like, what does he know? did get him to talk about Chris Benoit? Why? Because he was available. Yeah, uh, and because he's a nut. And he's, yeah, because they knew they could corner him into their line of questioning, which he's clearly doing. <laughs> Something up or a lie that I told before. I've been open and I've been candid about it. But there's a difference between use and abuse. And different oh. than the other crybaby former talent from professional wrestling or other professional sports, uh, I don't have any whining and complaining to do. I'm yeah, not that, broken not down. I have a healthy... If you're uh, saying there's a difference between use and abuse, yeah. I, would the argue, point. The point. I would argue that any use is abuse if you don't need it for medical reasons. Well, look, I think that there are sacrifices Hannity. that professional... I think that there are sacrifices that professional athletes at that level will choose to make to succeed at the business that they participate in. And I don't think that people, when you talk about roid rage, roid rage for me is a, uh, 
uh, a pie-in-the-sky theory that's thought up by people that have no business discussing the frame of like mind doctors. of an elite but, physical athlete. But that's athlete. not the point. Look, I, I, I understand your desire to be number no, one in your No, the point is you're field. trying to say I want to be... taking steroids is bad, and I don't think it is. You don't, I don't think, think it is? taking steroids... Uh, they're this is, no, they're like don't. loving this okay, right now. This is, what about look, for some people? This is two idiots. Yeah. Going right. at it. Yeah. Freedom. I'm all for. Look, this is your program. You get to talk all the time, so give me a chance. I'm giving you a chance. I'm all for personal freedom. <laughs> Let me I'm talk. Not a crusade to abolish steroids in professional wrestling or other professional sports. What I'm tired of is I'm tired of having my intelligence insulted, and I'm tired of having positive, <laughs> the integrity of the mentoring assaulted all but the I wanna, time. But, but, but maybe maybe you took it in a limited quantity. Maybe you did it with a doctor's supervision. Maybe I you just did, told maybe you there's a difference between use and abuse. Hang on a second. What part of that didn't you get? Sean had it. Let me talk. I think any use is abuse that you get, but the point here is, I'm asking, I'm asking. Wrong. I don't think, I don't think. Wait, let me get the question no authority whatsoever. This guy killed himself. professional athlete. This guy killed himself, his wife, and his children, and we're looking for answers. And the, one of the questions well, that is being raised back up is, is I'm not going to make excuses for this monster. But if I'm why are you there? No one knows. All right, I'm over this. I'm sorry. Yeah, falling asleep from it. Move on. Fuck the warrior. Fuck the ultimate warrior. Fuck the asking Alexandria. I ask Alexandria. They tell me warrior has grasshopper dick. <laughs> Speaking of grasshopper dick. Yes. Cheap Jew Russia. Didn't something uh, happen to you this week? To my grasshopper dick? No, with um, the guy from Amur. Okay, yeah, so Amir have a new album coming out soon called uh, Eternal Enemies. Mm. And I think they talked about this on the show, how there were two tracks on it uh, called, like, one was uh, that I thought I might be... Is that album dedicated to you, Rob? I don't think it's just dedicated to me. I think it's... <laughs> it's dedicated to to, to all the haters. Uh, but... Haters. Uh, so I, there, there was one song where I thought it was about me called Free Publicity because I was like, oh, who could this be about? <laughs> and uh, I listened to it and there was a voice sample in it. And I was like, is that me? That almost sounds like me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is. Ah, whatever. And then I like kind of forgot about it and, and went out. And I'm like, I'm like analyzing a muir. What am I doing? Yeah, Let's move of on. Course. Then uh, <laughs> Ross, a longtime listener of ours, uh-huh. also runs American Afternet, uh, Aftermath dot net, a blog. He also got an advance of the album, and he IM'd me and was like, "Dude, you and Darren are sampled <laughs> on, free, on free publicity." And then uh, not only that, he found the episode of the live cast. Where we were sampled from, which was the episode, uh, it was called Dudecast. I believe it was 220. Mm-hmm. Livecast 220 uh, called Dudecast. And it was where I, we, I played back the interview that I did with Frankie mm-hmm. uh, at Mayhem Fest last summer. Right. And we were like talking about, uh, like uh, Sid was implying like, oh, there's going to be a fight right now. And, <laughs> and then we were like, oh, please, if there was a fight, I would, I would like totally be like, I'm not at all intimidated by him. Right. And then you well, said, you're eight feet taller yeah, than him. Yeah, you're and much then, taller than him, right? Yeah, and also I feel like I'm I have at least a hundred pounds on him. Yes. Like uh, I am I am not ashamed to say I am two hundred and seventy pounds. He has a pounds. neck tattoo, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, and then you said uh, uh, something along the lines of I would knock him out with one punch. So that they said meaning you would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's let, let's. Uh, 
Let's play this right here. Let's get this going. Do we have to listen to the whole song? No, we, I could just. The, uh, it's only like a two-minute song. The too. less you hear, Muir, the better. This is only it's called free publicity. This is I try to, for, uh, I, I'm trying to hear like the other lyrics. I'm sorry to our audience. We're doing this for research purposes. Yeah. I apologize. This is what a viewer sounds like? Yeah. Say it to his face. I bet you won't. Without him, you wouldn't have any blog at all. I'd have plenty of other people to write about. Your life wouldn't mean shit. Your hits would go down not even one fucking... Like not, not even point oh 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 one percent By the way... This is like uh, Slipknot mixed with the cut your dick off. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that uh, that's insulting to Slipknot. I think it's. I think it's a ba- no, no, no. It's not insulting. It's a a non-talented person trying to emulate Slipknot. Not that they're bad. Sorry. Go ahead. So I think it's coming up in the next twenty seconds. Do we get paid? Do we get some? <laughs> we don't. Here it comes. One punchline guy. I would absolutely knock him the fuck out. <laughs> that was Darren. It's me. So one punch to this guy is Darren, and then yes. I would absolutely. Yes. And then you oh would, would knock him the fuck out. Run that back again. <laughs> and then, and then like. The so next they edited layer, our voices. And then the next where. Hold on. One versus Goliath guy. I would absolutely. Oh, and Sid's the in there too. Sid's in there too. Oh, David versus Goliath. I, I didn't hear Sid it, at the very beginning. You, you vaguely hear. And then the next line is, "Bring it. Give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Bring, Bring it." it. Guy, I would absolutely knock him the fuck out. <laughs> I love it. You wouldn't even have to. You just like hit him with a rib. Rob, I think he's challenging you. He's challenging me to a match, a steel cage. Do it. it. <laughs> just like Sean Hannity, it's a warrior. You should do it. I, I'm telling you. Oh my god. You. Go do I, it for charity. I, I, I for thought charity. about like I have no interest. Like, what is this going to prove? Like, I have no interest. Nothing. In just humiliate him. him. Just humiliate no, I, him. I, I, uh, yeah. I think he is infatuated with you. Here, so the the first pa- uh, uh, passage, the first well, I don't stanza, know. verse, <laughs> verse. Thank you. <laughs> it's the Star Spangled Banner. The yeah. first stanza. <laughs> it's becoming quite clear. I've dug myself a little deeper. It seems, and uh, there's no way out unless I die. Who say he's just this? to get off the fucking back? Just to get you off the fucking back? Is this a warrior promo? Leave me alone! <laughs> I'm only human. Sounds better than the actual song. I you. never said that we're perfect. <laughs> I'm saying sorry, but it seems you only Wait care. A Wait, so he's sorry? What is that? He's sorry to you? Uh, Maybe it's because he gave you that interview. Hold and he on. Thought you guys connected and worked uh, through the issues. Oh, it's like a you you went on a date with him, but you never called him. Oh, 
because he, he thought the, shit about the interview him. went so well. The interview went so well, and then he has to go he, online and hears all this he shit. Hears me talking. Yes. Oh, you played him, Rob. Yeah. You know what? I could totally see that now. But I feel like even I have to go listen back to what I said. So this is like a butthurt, butthurt live journal entry. I feel like I, uh, I was, I like was not. I was defending <laughs> him. Well, I, you I, that, I, I mean, in that interview, I, you, you no. Just... But I feel like when we when we talked about it, you guys were making fun of him. But I was like, no, no. Well, what he's saying it still is... happened on metal injection. Right, right. So, um, oh, so <laughs> here we go. I'm saying sorry, but it seems you only care for my faults. So I'm taking it back now. I don't give a fuck. Wow, oh. Rob. You oh, two faced fucking coward. Why don't you say it to my face? Oh, oh. so you're right. He does feel like See? a date scored. Yeah, you, you should definitely him. say it to his face, Rob. I bet you don't won't. dump people like that you're, remotely. You're just lucky that I'm someone with so much to lose. Mm. I bet you won't. <laughs> now I know better than to talk to someone who's so weak and so spineless. Rob, he opened up to you. He yeah, opened wow. up his heart. You really hurt him, Rob. You, you cut deep. He might be a cutter now. <laughs> Oh, so the last lyrics... Of the, and you were a cutter once. No, the last lyrics are, why don't you hate yourself? Why don't you hate yourself? Why do you hate him and not yourself? That's what he's saying. Yeah, he's saying, don't why hate you me. just hate yourself, not him? I, I think he might he might uh, be wearing all black now and, and, uh, and white makeup and uh, black eyeliner and cutting his arms. Oh, the thing is, though, like, the song is called Free Publicity. Is he giving me free publicity? Am I giving well, him in, free in publicity? Well, in that interview... I know what it is. Go that, ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I think, because in that interview, he's like when you started off and you're like, you know, this is a little bit awkward or whatever, he said something to that extent like, well, you know, you you hate me, but you always just give me free publicity. Well, that's I what he's what saying. Yeah. He's saying that you like... Uh, you think you're so smart, you know, because you're shitting on him, but but you're only helping you're him helping out. him out. I acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> it's a, it's a, of course. Yeah. And then, right, you were very agreeable with him, so he thought you guys had a connection. Right, but he's the only one that doesn't like that get didn't it. get the whole scenario. Like you're yeah. not out to like sit there and shit on him. You went and interviewed him. Yeah, because people go will go read the story. Yeah, it's not like you're. I out thought to it would be. It's like oh, we I've written about. Him so much, and it, I'm not gonna lie, it gets also, hits. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I keep writing about it because right. it's controversial, right? And I also feel like you interviewing him was showing that you're not really yeah. like sitting really behind your yeah. website. Like you, you can talk to him in person. Right. You're not mm. like afraid. And it's I, not a I, I guess he's saying uh, I'm a coward because the, the way I acted in person, I wasn't. Being you were really nice. Where real with him? Oh, okay. the real. You're real. not the real. I'm. I'm. I'm spineless. This is so silly. Like, what are you supposed to do? Walk up and fucking have a fist fight with him? Yeah, like that's I'm not. That's not what I was saying. In the on the show, it's like, oh, I'm not intimidated by it. I think like he just thought maybe he heard my isolated soundbite. Yeah, without hearing the context of it, like right. I was saying, you should go up. And well, beat the thing his ass. here's the thing that I think <laughs> the uh, awesome thing about the situation. I don't. I, I don't think he listens. But other than that. him writing a love song to you, how? <laughs> He's over well, you. Well, that that as well. Like that's to me. That's so wild that I've my writing has yes. your impact, blog. My like you write, made him write a song. Yeah, like it got him so angry. He, that, he that wrote night, yeah, he probably heard that and like took the pen. But to the beyond paper. that, like the the uh, sequence of events, I imagine. Right. <laughs> is that you know we did the show? Someone who knows him. 
listened to the show and was like, I can't believe these things <laughs> that he's saying about Frankie. Emails Frankie, text Frankie, Facebook message, I don't know, gets to Frankie being like, you have to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Starting Maybe he level. gives him a timestamp. You start at whatever, whatever. Frankie from Amur downloaded an episode of the Metal Injection Live He gave you free publicity. He pumped just, up your advertising. Just yeah. to hear us talk about him. <laughs> And he was so upset, so offended, uh, or maybe he wasn't real. Like I understand, maybe he's just exaggerating his feelings for the the uh, song. I don't know. Like maybe he's like, oh, that like he's not really like losing sleep over. But like this would make a good subject for a song. I or didn't seem that deep. I think he's very emotional about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so just the fact that he listened to to me talk shit about him, quote unquote, right, uh, is awesome to me. That's such a victory <laughs> for me. That that it's like. He's listening to my content. Like Give you free publicity. You're yeah. all over an album. Now. You're right. Yeah. And so are you, and Darren, so, and so yeah. is Sid. I'm very excited <laughs> to be on an Amur record. <laughs> my first release ever is on What will you do record. next, Darren? I hope, I hope oh. Uh, oh, you know how like... Uh, uh, you know, in the liner notes, they have thank yous. Yeah. I hope I'm they, in the liner notes. Yeah, I hope they give... Well, yeah. I hope credit. I'm in the fucking liner notes. We know you... you are getting all the credit for your shit talking. My vo- I didn't shit talk. I said, if you... Like, first of all, you were saying you were supposed to be intimidated by him. And I'm like, why would you be intimidated? Sid Physi- was implying that. Yeah, meaning physically... You look like you could kick his ass. That doesn't mean you were going to go kick his ass or that you should go kick his ass. I just mean, like, if you two are standing together, there's no reason why you should have to look at it as you're scared of him. Right. But he took it as, this motherfucker wants to fucking fight me. Yeah. I also feel Which I think it's like just, uh, again, it could be for show. I don't know. But it's just like just the environment that he's in is like, oh, oh, like with his ego, like nobody could step to me or whatever. Um, I also feel like people who actually are going to listen to this album and enjoy it and really look deep into it are going to want to know, like, what's that line from? Yeah, this will be discussed in forums. Yeah. Dude, you don't know? This is about fucking Robert Pesbani. Yeah, it's in the lyrics. Dude, yeah, no, you don't no, know. But they're going to investigate and find out where it's from, and it's only yeah. going to direct more well, down. Oh yeah, I can't wait for people to. Well, first of all, I'm going to write a post about this once the uh, like. I don't want to <laughs> leak the song, right? But once the uh, once it's out, I mean, didn't we just leak the song? I'm gonna. Oh well, this is fair people use. People in the chat, people in the chat said that, that they've heard it already, so it had like it had to have unofficially. Right, leaked. but he's not so, playing the whole song. He wants right, it's just to the there's song. no legal, yeah, like there's no legal available copy of it yet. Uh-huh. Once there is, I'm going to of course I'm going to bask in the free publicity that Imure is giving me and then I in turn am returning the right. free publicity. So then the a, relationship will continue. Yeah, it's it's a love-hate. It's a, so it we're such a, a scorned up. relationship. Yeah, maybe we're just it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. That that would be our face. <laughs> That's your label. It's complicated. <laughs> Yeah, change your status. Change your relationship status with Frankie. What's his name? I, I'm i not friends with him on Facebook. I wonder if you could do that. With, but even still, I should just go for the friend request. Yeah. Mood. It's, it's really going to throw him off his game. Yeah. yeah. Mood confused about Rob. He's going to write another song about how you sent him a friend, a friend request on Facebook. How dare you? After all those things you said. Exactly. 
<laughs> we got to do that. <laughs> Come on, Rob. <laughs> you got to write a sad fucking... Uh, I gotta do a response track. Who wants to be my backing band? Uh, my my band is gonna be called Manure. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Here, ready? Yeah. Frankie Palmieri. <laughs> it's all a big misunderstanding. I never, I never said those things. That was all Darren. Hey. I never meant that you should fight Frankie. What's his name? Because I just meant you're seven feet tall. And he's like five, six. How tall is he? For real. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see if it's in about, it's about section. Frankie Palmieri. Please don't be Rob. Rob, his relationship status is single. It it was engaged to Rob two days ago. His height information is not available, but he's not at all. He's like five seven. He's not at all very tall at all. And when Rob dumped him, he did not have a ball. I am a chocolate <laughs> croissant writes, Rob is famously tone deaf. It's true. I'm sorry, Frankie. It works. I, I never care. meant to hurt your feelings. First of all, listen, you're competing with an Amir song. So yeah. you're- <laughs> I'm sorry, Frankie. I can't even do that scream that he does, that like high pitch. Wait, let's. Uh, you just need to like defend yourself, and you'll get it. One punch line guy. I would, would absolutely knock him the fuck out. Burger. Okay. You I don't want already to you punched him, show. Rob. You punched yeah. him with your blog, and now he's. <laughs> it's worse than anything you could do with your fists. Oh my God! Thank you, Frankie. Don't I you realize it. how deeply you scarred him? I feel like that uh, dorky kid that got sampled in that Veil of Maya song. Because yeah. uh, uh, with, with the Veil of Maya thing, what happened there is there was some a kid on YouTube who wrote a review. I think he was critiquing Periphery, actually, saying like, oh, all they are is this. And he mouths this riff. And then the band actually does that riff that he <laughs> Nice. Here, let me... Somewhere in here. All they have is just brown now. Yeah. Good riff. Yeah, nice. That's all they have, though. I like Valentine. By the way, uh, Rob, do you have uh, FOFP? Fear of Frankie Palmieri? <laughs> <laughs> that should be that's the that <laughs> episode the title. title. <laughs> Fuff. Don't explain it. Yeah, Just no, say no, fuff. No. Fuff. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Frankie has farp. Are you going to go see him out Robert now? Robert by. Uh, That's right. Forp. Not farp. Oh, forp. You right. have farp. <laughs> Throw a food you just today. farped. <laughs> farp. Farped. Oh, Frankie. They're playing Mayhem Fest. So I feel like I'll see him uh, 
the summer, maybe. Are you going to seek him out or are you going to go like by the... What will you Should wear? I do a follow-up interview? Should I schedule Definitely. And talk about free publicity and then I'll just... We'll, we'll discuss it and then maybe he'll... Maybe. Imagine if like while the cameras were there, he steps to me. No, oh, please. Or, I hope so. Or if he admits to you that he's been listening religiously to the live cast. <laughs> like, dude, honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, I love the show. <laughs> Can I get be him a guest? To, get him to hit you first. Or maybe we should do a call in. Maybe I should, I should be from a. Uh, or even, know. yeah, like he, that's what I look at is like if he. Well, he says in the song he wouldn't because he says "bring it," meaning you have to yeah, throw the first right. He's like at him. shouting it. He's got. He, he goes. You're just lucky that I'm someone with so much to lose because if he uh-huh. if he hits me, he would look bad, and right. I would you, theoretically I could sue him. Right. Right. Exactly. Or not write about him, and then nobody would know who the fuck he is. He has. Uh, he has full fear of a lawsuit. <laughs> Well, come on. How much does Immure have that he can get sued? They're, 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 they're a successful band. They're a successful they're band. Victory, so that's questionable how much they're actually... Yeah. No, no, no. They and resigned. Come on, come on there. But that's all relative. That's not like... They're not fucking, you know... Well, well, they're, they're, they're full-time musicians. Though, right. I'll say that. They don't have day He doesn't Right. Have I'm not saying he's broke, but I'm yeah. saying, first of all... They don't have that much money, and they, he has to split it with band members, right. too. So it's not like... Those poor band members. Yeah. They're in a muir. Poor guys. No, come on. That's ridiculous. They're probably very nice people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I met... I briefly met uh, the guitarist, Jesse, yeah. and he was... Nice guy. So, like, especially after all the things I've written about a muir... Way nice to Well, that doesn't so. mean that you dislike him as a person. Right. right. And, that, and I think that's what, what I respect about uh, him. And I feel Frankie as well. They separated the controversy, whatever, from uh, real life. What were you saying? After about? this uh, episode, that guy Jesse is fired from the band. <laughs> Frankie got rid of him. For being nice He's to like him. like the main riff writer. That's like when the girl uh, is still friends with the girl's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> uh-huh. And the girl doesn't talk to her anymore because she's, she wants, she's angry that they're still friends. Because you're supposed to be on her side. Yeah. That's what that is. One for punchline guy. I would absolutely him the fuck out. I gotta say, I have a very nice voice. This yeah. Is, it goes with the uh, music. Yeah, they did a great job with the sample. Thank you. Thank you, Amur. <laughs> I do not want to challenge you to a fight because you did a great job there. Great Good mixing. Stuff. All right, we got a, a caller. I don't recognize this area code. 956. You're on the live cast. Frankie Palmieri. Nine five six. Hello. Yes. Yeah. What's up? What's up? How's it? What's your name? Ed. Kenny. What's up, Kenny? Where are you from? From far. From far. All right. Are you Florida, in Florida? Florida. Well, it's far. I thought he said far. <laughs> I've called him before. He's the guy that oh. works at the nuclear plant or whatever. Wow, you're good. I don't yeah. Know that. So, are you in a Muir fan? Yeah. Are you on Team Frankie Fuck or no, Team I Rob? Man, I, got, I actually got a story about those fucking pussies. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah, well, this was like fucking years back when I was like 17. I went to a concert, and they were headlining. I didn't even know who the fuck they were. And the fucking concert got raided by a bunch of cops and shit. And when we were there outside hanging out by the merch, my friend was like, man, fuck these fucking punk-ass bitches, all this shit. He turns around. Two of the members are right behind him. He turns around. He's like, oh, shit. And he turns like a honey just told me those are the guys from here and I was like, for real? The fuck? So he pretty much just talked shit in front of their face and they didn't fucking do anything about it. 
Well, yeah. Why would they do anything about it? They don't care. They're yeah. still getting paid. You paid to go see them, even though yeah. you didn't want to. Like, yeah, even though you don't want to see them, they're getting a, <laughs> your your ticket money. They won. That <laughs> yeah, fucking cheap ass fee was like five bucks to get in. <laughs> well, three of those dollars. Yeah. Go, go in those pe- <laughs> those two guys' pockets. Yeah, let's say, um, why don't you fucking, let's say, Zoom some shit, man? Try to get some money out of it. You're using your voice. Uh, well, uh, uh, well for, I, that that did cross my mind how funny <laughs> it would be to delay the record because I never oh agreed. Because uh, they're using our <laughs> copyrighted I mean. content. So you're being as petty as he is, though. Right, and also I realized, like, well, <laughs> I'd have to hire a lawyer. Yeah. And that would yeah. cost, like, it's not worth the money to me for the free publicity. Am I right, yeah. guys? Right. But it's it's funny because you can tell it bothers him because how long has it been since you did that interview? Yeah, it was like a year. Well, but it takes a while to make an album. Yeah, like he could have written it. And it know. took a long time to write that song. He's, he, probably, he's probably there in his little, he's writing his journal. Oh, I'm going to totally <laughs> write up on Rob. His, his, his live journal? His Zanga. <gasps> I wonder if he called anybody boobalicious. <laughs> That's all I'm wondering. <laughs> but like Rob the, is not boobalicious. But at the same time... He could have removed it from the album if he calmed down over that time also. Like, ah, what was I thinking, you know? Yeah, and he could have just, but also just thought it would have gotten extra publicity and he was just doing it for a... So that you would be forced to write an article about his album? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. As if... uh, So then who who won this round then, really? If you post about it. Well, I, I'm flattered, so I win. I feel like I win because okay. it's like the intent of it does not come. Like, I'm not intimidated or like threatened by this song. I think it's <laughs> awesome. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I genuinely. Yeah, it's just fun. It is funny, though. It, it's such an ego boost to think that like something I did affected him so much that he right. wrote a song about it. And just like you guys mentioned how. And something I did. Yeah, <laughs> he feels like a scorned like lover. the wrong way. He was fine with the blog article until I said you yeah. can kick his ass. I think that's what really... Bring it. Do you think you can kick his ass, really? Sure, yeah. I I don't think it's... Uh, <laughs> the thing is, it's like I, uh, I haven't been in a fight in... Right. Don't I, let him know your weakness, Rob. Uh, I don't... <laughs> It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. The thing is, yeah, it's just such like, a height and weight advantage that it yeah. doesn't matter. He's like a peanut. I it's guess just, all you'd have to do is just extend your hand forward and hold his forehead. And you think he's like tire him out, <laughs> swinging? Yeah. can't hit you. Do you think he's like training judo now just because oh. <laughs> of this whole episode? <laughs> like that rock. I'm gonna montage. kick his ass. I'm gonna get him. He's gonna stay. I, I would hope he's not. Losing sleep over this. I, I, I mm. hopefully uh, he got it all out with the song. He let it all uh, out on on on, t- on the tape. We are talking about Emuer though. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Let's take eight one four. You're on the live oh, cast. More callers. Eight one four. Eight one four. We hear you. Listen to the phone, not the radio. Yeah, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? There he is. Oh, we're, we're, is this Metal Injection? Yes. We're, did we miss the Phil Bozeman interview? No, he's right here. Is he really? Yeah. You want to say hello? Say hello to him. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I do. What's up, dude? How's it going, Phil? Not bad. We're wondering, um, 
if you guys are gonna be coming to Erie anytime soon. No, probably or not. Or near Erie. Near there, yeah. You have a car? Huh? Do you have a car? A car? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have do you, do you have Google? Yeah, I have Google. Well, uh, why don't you uh, just Google Whitechapel tour dates near Erie and <laughs> I then could drive do that? There. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you a Whitechapel trivia question. How many uh, singers are in Whitechapel? No singers, because still bows and screams. How many screamers are there in Whitechapel? I'm pretty sure Phil's the only screamer. So how many would that be? One. What is Sorry, I pulled the trigger too. It's okay. Oh, it's, well, it's it's all right. <laughs> Thank you for sorry. calling. That wasn't really Phil Bosman. It was just me. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I was I'm just kidding. gonna try. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> that uh, you should have said no. We never. I was gonna say we right before <laughs> that guy called in. You were just discussing with us off the air how he's never ever going to Erie. <laughs> <laughs> in his life, he, it's the one town he's never going to. He vows never to show up there. Fair enough. I then. just want to say about that goodbye trigger finger that I just had. I just thought he wasn't going to say it, so I just said, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. And let's you hang up. And then he said it one second later. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, video. audience. I, I let you do it. It all worked out. Okay. Well, this was... An incredible edition of the Metal Injection Live. <laughs> my my, my feel, voice hurts from the warrior voice. Feel, yeah, my, yeah, definitely. We've uh, we've laughed, <laughs> we've cried, we've laughed some more. We'll be back next week with another new episode. I have uh, some special guests I'm trying to work them out. We'll definitely have somebody. Sid will be back. It'll be a fun show. Thank you for listening, everybody. child he could have grown up to be the best doctor or a lawyer or he could have ran the best kanishtan in all of borough park it would have been so good the mustard would have been so spicy i would i want to i want a kanish now oh this moiderer this moiderer ruined this child he can't be a jew puh, puh, puh.
It's true. 